1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. And that is America. And I want to thank each and every one of you to come along with us every day as we build the bridge to conversation right here throughout our great nation over the largest talk platform in the country. That's Red State. Red State Talk the talk monster. I want to thank all of our terrestrial stations who do the show and replay around uh the nation as well. I want to remind all of our friends who will be traveling to the New York area now that things are beginning to lighten up. We're gonna be talking about that uh here today. I'm gonna to give you some indications of how we know that this um COVID scare is gone and all of us will soon be singing ding dong. <laughs> which is dead. Yeah. COVID's gone. It's, 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 uh, in fact, it's on its way out, but this is what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Corey, I was going to have Corey, Corey Lewandowski on with me. Uh, he's a regular frequent guest on the show, but Corey, Cory had to scratch today. As all of us are doing, we're having to scratch certain things so that we can go make, um, you know, do our thing out on the trail, out on the campaign trail out. In fact, I'll be heading out, um, tomorrow myself for North Carolina, I'll be up there. I'll tell you more about that gala. Those folks in North and South Carolina know how to put on a gala and I'll be right there on the border, right there on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. And, uh, so, um, I'll be on the road to, in fact, uh, this will mark the beginning of, uh, the, the sprint to the finish line. Was it 54 days, 54 days left to go. And um, we have a lot of work to do. It does remind me so much of. uh, I had, uh, you know, I love uh, horse racing. I used to have horses, quarter horses. Uh, But um, it reminds me so much of this race that was um, between Tis the Law and Authentic. And of course, I had it taped. I didn't bet on anything or anything like that, but I had it taped. But. I, I used to love to call or pick the winners or losers, what have you. I picked authentic. Uh, and the, the thing about, the thing about a, a person who doesn't gamble is that when you do pick them, of course, you're not laying down any money, and you win, there's no glory. There doesn't seem to be any real glory in it. It gives me an idea about the emptiness of socialism. There's no payoff because there's no gamble. You understand what I'm saying? There there has to be, in order for there to be a payoff, there must be a gamble. There must be something that you risk. When we even look at scripture, the payoff for Christ is that we would believe in him. Yeah. Yeah. The gamble is that he could fail as a human in the flesh. He could have failed. He could have. He, he could have. But he endured the temptations of this flesh, even unto the death of the cross. You see, all of us have the opportunity to do succeed or fail. And what we are wanting to uh, look at right now is who's the winner? Who is the horse to bet on? In this political race, I'm picking Trump. And it, uh, as we go down toward the wire, uh, it's going to be uh, Trump doing very much as authentic had been known to do, and let's pull away down the stretch. Hey. It takes heart. I used to, you know, I uh, I used to run, used to do running and do a little bit of boxing, never had the heart for boxing. Uh, my dad that was something dad wanted me to do because i was always a skin I was skinny and i was, got picked on when i was a little kid so dad said he, you know kid's gonna get beat to death our son's gonna get beat to death we don't get him some some boxing lessons and you know what that did some you know sometimes that'll turn you into a bully it just it, it does the opposite it, you know and and uh and so forth now the kid is armed with the guy who was picked on is now armed and, and, and many times folks, let me tell you in that same scenario. And I have seen this because I ran into one of my high school mates, uh, Oh, 20 years ago now, because I think he was about to retire at that point in time from the force, not calling any names or anything of that nature, but he had a gun on his side. And this was the kid we all picked on. And so when I was at um home for something, I don't know what it was. I think mean, it was one of my nephews um basketball games or, or something like that or maybe I was I don't know what it I don't know what it was. But um <laughs> he comes up to me. And he's beefed up a little bit, you know, he's a cop and everything now. And you just could tell. I could just tell. Now, I'm not cop bashing or anything. I'm just telling you about profiles and how some people do certain things to get certain things accomplished in their psychological in their psychological lo- life, okay? I may have been one of his uh, worst agitators. You know, if you get a girlfriend, I, you know, whatever. Uh, talk to her, okay? And he hated that. But what was he going to do? He was the guy everybody picked on. I'm admitting something, I'm admitting a blemish in me. But I'm, I'm trying to, I'm going somewhere. I was once the guy who was picked on. Dad gets me boxing lessons. I become the, uh, uh what do you call it? The predator. I become the, the guy then who is able to pounce on other prey. Let's put it that way. Because I was never a predator that but i was now the guy who was able to pounce on other prey if i felt like it if i felt like it keep in mind the former person who was picked on is now the person who's picking on and this guy no calling any names he's now a cop and he was the guy that we all picked on and maybe i was one of his worst agitators he walks up Has his gun on? He folds his arms. He's standing next to me. He whispers to me, "You don't remember me, do you?" And I look at him and I call his name. And oh my God, man, you're a cop! (laughs) You know, it's one of those things. It's one of those things where all all of a sudden uh, it, it comes full circle. Now he has a gun, and if he wants to. If he wants to, I'm getting to a point here. Stay with me. If he wants to, on my way away from that place that night, oh, I could get harassed. That's the power that we give to our police. And many times we forget that they do bring baggage with them, even though they go through the psychological test and all that type thing, and if you don't pass the psychological test, you're not supposed to be able to become a cop. But evidently, there's some psychological uh things that are falling through the cracks here. There are some things that are falling through the cracks. My point is you have people marching in the streets of America who you know have developed this I'm going to get you sucker mentality. That's what's erupting. And they have guns now. They have guns. But that is going to quiet down. Now, how is it going to happen the minute the indicators the minute joe biden and that will be about a week from now a week and a half let's see no it's still just it's not not quite the end of september i'm predicting and you heard this here first i'm predicting and i'm taking this message on the road just sort of following in the wake of the president. I'm going to North Carolina then I'm going to Pennsylvania and, uh, and all points, uh, whatever points in between. And uh, Port St. Lucie, I can't wait to get down there again. But this is the thing. When the president pulls ahead in the next week or two, the indicator, I mean, just pull solidly ahead, four, five points ahead of Biden. He starts polling four five points ahead of Joe Biden. You are going to see the operatives and the, the, the puppeteers, the handlers of uh, these rioters tamp it down big time. And you will see a, um, a transfiguration. It'll morph. The movement will morph into, into, into something else. Perhaps more psychologically sinister than it is right now. So, keep your eye out for that. And when you notice that their weapons and their method of warfare is changing. CL told you that it's not going to escalate in the way that you want. Oh, yeah, there'll still be some eruptions on the street. But once Trump pulls ahead, the police will have the confidence to challenge the mayors in their cities who are betting somehow stupidly that Biden would beat Trump will have to refocus and hedge their bets a little bit better a little bit differently they'll have to in order to remain relevant and and what's happening too also is the black lives matter movement is becoming less relevant however they have raked in a pile of cash over nearly $400 million. Can you get, can you $400 million they have raked in? I was talking to a friend of mine the other night, last night, and I uh, said, uh, hey, just take off. Just go. Folks, $400 million is not the most money in the world and certainly doesn't even bring a person close to being the richest person in the world. But if you had it, you could have much, much less than that. Much, much less than that. If you had it, you just take off. Go. So, these Black, this Black Lives Matter movement has raked in $400 million. So they have the the capital, they have the money to redesign themselves. And that's what you're going to see in the midst of things becoming different in the age of COVID-19, which we're going to find. And I think we're going to be very, very ticked off when we find out what all of this was about. And I think we already know. We we already know what it's all about. They blew this totally out of proportion, hoping to cripple the president of the United States. They, They weren't able to do it in any other ways. The economy was absolutely booming blasting off. It was blasting off. It was incredible what was happening to this economy. Everybody, red, yellow, black, white, those who had been uh, poor were going to be better off in life. And hey, those who were better off in life were going to be even more better off in life. And, And those who were approaching wealth were going to reach it. And the possibilities for that exist big time if we're not stupid and throw it away. Throw the keys to prosperity away. And I believe, I know this, I know this to be true. I know that so many times the creator himself places an object, a person in your path. And because you don't like the package. Talked to you about this a couple of days ago. Because you don't like the package. Yeah. You um, throw the whole thing away. and and it, the contents what's contained in the package is what you need that's what so many uh never trumpers that's what so many uh independents are are trying to use as an excuse for not voting for Trump because they don't like the package but hey all of y'all listen you have to look at what was contained in that package. Prosperity of this nation was, con- was contained in that package. And the Democrats knew that. They know that. And they cannot allow the contents of this package that holds prosperity for the American economy, which of course, translates to prosperity for the American people. They cannot allow that to play itself out in its natural degree. They can't do it. Because if they do, the thing that they fear was going to happen, and I think will happen anyway, and that's a landslide victory, the thing that I fear is going to happen, uh, that they that they fear is going to happen. Their worst nightmare is that the American people will just absolutely reject them, too. There's no enthusiasm. You know what? When you drive, when you go out today, when you go out driving around today, look at bumper stickers. You'll see Trump bumper stickers. You'll see Trump-Pence bumper stickers everywhere. You'll see Trump signs as you drive down the street. You know what you won't see? (laughs) At least I haven't. I'm going to look real hard. I'm going to purposely look. I don't see any Biden posters or I don't see anything with Joe Biden in your yard. (laughs) Usually this time of, of, of the presidential year, presidential race, you can just look up and down the street. And you can see who's for who, what's for what. Not this time. You're not seeing the smatterings, uh, speckled yards with Biden, Trump, Biden, Trump, Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden. Posters, yard signs. You're not seeing it. It's not happening. I'll be back. Got to talk about this coronavirus thing and how it's breaking up NFL football. Back this weekend, which means set your DVRs so that you don't interrupt any family time. Watch it late at night, guys. Watch it late at night. Just don't let anybody tell you what the scores are. That's my secret. Uh, you can't hear the scores if you're with your family. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. <music> with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with me. Hey, NFL football is going to be back. College collegiate, some collegiate football is uh, being played. You know, up and on Ohio, uh, everything's happening, and the kids are playing soccer and football. There. I mean, it's like nothing. nothing's going on, so I just don't... Anyway, we'll, we'll, we're all going to be very ticked off uh, once um, we get back on track and realize that the hand that the Democrats tried to play was way overplayed or i'll let me get ticked off and i was saying when i left listen saturday and sunday i love football myself and my wife said i could watch all i want all night long and i said what (laughs) she said you're gonna dvr the games you want to watch and um I'm going to tell your staff, I'm going to tell the kids, your friends, please do not send you any scores. The weekend she basically confiscated my phone. And so, believe it or not, it was blissful time. So guys, what am I saying? I had to DV, I had to DVR the the um games right the college games and you know what as long as I didn't know the scores and I didn't see the scores or anything once Jane was um put me up for the night, whatever you know <laughs> uh I could go and f- flip on the games and man it it was it was like they i'd never seen of course I had never seen them. It was like they were starting over, and in other words, I was able to perver- kill do that proverbial kill two birds with one stone. Keep the 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 lady in my, my the lady in my life happy, my wife, while being able to enjoy a football game in my den by myself. My wife's sound asleep, resting peacefully and relaxed. And I can watch the games. You know, that's how we know coronavirus is just about over. Oh, they're they're gonna play some games without um stands without stadium um fans in the stadium. But somebody's got to pay the bills, right? And you can believe this, Americans. It's always you. It's always going to be you. This corona thing, uh, you're going to find, you're going to find that this coronavirus thing was purposely done, uh, to, to shut down the nation. Shut it down. Shut down the, uh, the economy of a nation. Shut it down. Cripple it. For political reasons. If the mask work, there was no reason to shut down the nation. If the mask work, there's no reason to shut down the nation. If the mask don't work. Then why. Are we wearing them? So you're going to be ticked off. And goodness knows, I'd really like to use something stronger than (laughs) ticked. But I won't. You're going to be ticked off when you find out what this is all about. And that it was purely political. The Russian collusions fail, impeachment fail, Afghanistan, whatever, it all failed. as a weapon against the president of the United States. Do you realize that the higher ups in the FBI, all the way up to the director at the time, James Comey of the FBI, all of them had conspired to take out the president of the United States It would have been a bloodless coup. But that is what they had conspired to do. Do you understand that? Now understand this. This is how I know. That at least through his first term. The hand of almighty God. Has been on this American president. Because the full weight I'm talking about the director of the FBI, James Comey at the time. Was in collaboration and collusion with the Clinton camp. Who was the opponent of candidate Donald Trump for president of the United States. They were in collusion with the Clinton camp to take him down. There is no reason humanly understandable why the powers that be could not, did not, take down DJT, Donald John Trump. I'll tell you why. It's because they couldn't touch him. He is someone who is placed there for such a time as this? And you couldn't—they couldn't touch him. You're going to find something out here, America. I believe that you're going to find out whether or not the hand of God is going to remain on you, November third. Because I am saying to you, and and some people will say, well, "That's so judge—that's so judgmental to say something like that." CL. You shouldn't. You shouldn't say such a thing. It's just too judgmental. Well, man, people, people, we make judgments every day—life and death decisions. You better make some judgments, or you'll be dead. We make life and death decision judgments every day. Some, some of them in a the sp- split second when you, especially when you're traveling down the highway. Yeah. You make judgments on the parking lot when you say you're not going to park your car next to that truck with all of the trash on it, or not near the buggy rack. You make judgments. Me, everybody knows I have a need for speed. I like to go fast. I always like to seek out cars that ride smooth and go fast. Fast. Yeah. And so you make a judgment to either drive the speed limit or not. Oh, yeah, I'm admitting, I'm admitting it. I'm a, I, I'm a offender that way. Certainly. If it's 75, it's got to be 85. Maybe 90. Yeah. yeah. So why not make judgments about Joe Biden? why not make judgments about uh the and yes of course i know that people have uh made judgments about the what they perceive to be the flaws in this president's character as far as the way he presents himself verbally huh i don't i don't care i'm i'm just straight up with you i don't care about because I know him to be a straight shooter. And I'll, I'll, I'm taking it on the road. Uh, In this, this last 50 uh, day burst out on the road, I'll, I'll, we'll be crisscrossing the nation. Yeah, I'll be visiting all, all kinds of places, every corner. From Florida, Arizona, Utah, y- you name it. Uh, Pennsylvania, you name it, and North, you name it, the middle of the country, Georgia, uh, all through the South, you name it. We're going to have a blitz on all hands on deck right now. All hands. Let's do this. Now, um, CDC has relaxed COVID-19 screening guidelines for airports. Now, I don't know what that means. Let's see, because I'm uh, about to be in the air a lot. The federal government is adopting a new approach to keeping international oh international passengers healthy. And so uh, if you're traveling outside of the country, beginning September 14th, the government will no longer require passengers from specified countries. And now, see, it's going to cause a hoopla, too to land at one of 15 designated airports. Yeah. All right. So, see what I said? It's opening up. Things are opening up again. Over in Sweden, um, things are the positive test. They carried out a a record number of Um, a new, uh, carried out a a record number of new coronavirus tests last week with only uh, 1.2% coming back positive. Which means that is going away without a vaccine in Sweden. It's going away without a vaccine in Sweden. Could this be, as we were saying here on the show uh, a week ago, go back in the archives, all the, the shows are listed in the archives, are the ones that I don't mess up since I don't have a tech here with me. Um, could this be The strong surviving and nature naturally weeding out those who uh, are weak among us. And that's not to say that we're not supposed to be uh, trying to keep them alive. I'm not saying that. I'm simply saying that if you get sick and the medicine don't, doesn't work, how many people last year died of the flu? I want to know that. How many in the nursing homes last year died of the flu? How many in nursing homes this year died of the flu? What is the difference in that number? You see, we're, we're just taking and swallowing certain numbers and things whole without comparing them to previous stats and statistics. You you have to do that. That's just just good business. Believe me, me and the so many of us in the country who have been in business and been up, down, up, down, you know, in business, we understand good business from bad business. And so why swallow numbers that you get? Like, you know, 190,000 deaths from coronavirus. Okay. How many died last year from the flu virus in nursing homes and in those demographics? In those demographics. How many died? And folks, keep an, keep an account. Because they say that uh, this virus is corona, COVID-19. Affects your blood vessels and your heart. And it can give you a heart attack, all that kind of thing. There are people who died of heart attacks. I mean, for real, for real heart attacks. That were listed as COVID deaths. I, I want to know how many people died in certain demographics last year at the, at this point in time from the flu virus going back to January of 19. Yeah, going back to January of 19. And then you will begin to get a picture. You might be able to Google that. Uh, Michelle, if you... Um, Uh, can text that over to me, Google that and text that over to me, so that um, we can push that point home. There's got to be statistics on that. I haven't looked them up, but I never think about it until it comes out of my mouth here on uh, the radio. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Oh, man. Donna Summers forever. Uh, Americans stayed inside, even as city-states reopen. What is this bleeding of sheep that I'm hearing in our American ears? Americans seem to have this fear and I have told you before. I'm going to tell you again. We'll talk about it, and the uh, final segment of this hour. You are being manipulated through fear. Oh, it's and I said I said this from jump from the very beginning. From the beginning, I told you. The hysteria will will kill what will, will destroy us. Go through my tweets. Follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant at Rev C L Bryant. You will see that from jump, I have been telling you that the control mechanism that's being used here, and it's it's been that way since President Trump took office, and they're wanting to blame him for the hoopla, that they have been keeping up. That has been the pattern, folks, don't you see? That has been the pattern. They have been blaming him for things they have been keeping up and going. They talk about unrest in the streets. That's not Trump. That's Democrats. They talk about racial division. That's not Trump. That's Democrats who are preaching racial division. That's not Republicans doing that. I told you yesterday. I I go all. I always go out on. Hey, I'm all over my city. I'm at the Walmart, I'm at the Target, I'm at the supermarket, you know, you know, you may see me anywhere, and I like to meet, you know, people always, you know, come up and talk and whatever, and I like that, I expect that when I go out and I'm prepared for it and all that kind of thing, so that's cool. I, I do it, I'm not afraid of it, they have their mask on, I'm standing there, and I do this all over the nation. I've talked way too much about, hey, the strong surviving and the weak dying. I, I know now that evidently, I mean, cause I've been around everybody and I have to put one on in the, in the airplane. But for how long has this thing been going on? I was worth saving. I'll be right back. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth it.
0: you me up inside you thought
2: i was Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying Alexa play Red State Talk Radio Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn
1: I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. The fear factor, the fear factor that is permeating throughout our nation will cripple us as i was saying and hey sometimes folk, I'll run up, folks i'll run folks i'll run up against the clock because my technician uh we just we just haven't been together but things are opening up now so who knows although i have grown used to doing the show from my home <laughs> and uh when i'm able to be live but the fear factor is certainly taking hold of america and here i have been a champion of saying these words. If God is ready to take me now, I'm ready to go. I believe that I was wonderfully and fearfully made by a creator who had to foreknow that there would be things in my environment that could in fact harm me. But I uh, believe that uh, he also gave us All of us, the knowledge to take care of what is referred to in in scripture as the temple of the Holy Ghost so that you can uh, stand up against the things that uh, affect you on the outside of your body as well. You're strong enough to, to, to sustain your, for your body to sustain itself through COVID-19 or whatever. And then you're able to understand that there are weapons as, as Isaiah, uh, points out that, that, that will be formed against you. But they won't prosper if you know who you are, America. A nation that is founded upon Judeo-Christian principles can then claim the words of a covenant that our founding fathers actually made with the Creator. When they penned the founding documents of our nation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. And here's the good, here's the part right here. Endowed by their creator. Every one of them. Every citizen. They, they, I don't know whose face they may have had in mind when they wrote those words, but I guarantee you this. They may not have had my grandfather's face, my great-grandfather's face in mind when they penned those words, but I promise you this. I promise you this. That the minute they penned those words in this nation, America, they guaranteed that I, the great-grandson of slaves, would be a free man in this nation so i i know that they put the, the the word of the eternal god in the founding principles of this nation so we have never done what we're doing now in america in the face of any pandemic including the ones that were worse than this one. We have never done what we're doing now. Churches uh, filled up instead of emptied out. Are you hearing me? In times past, when we faced crisis, churches filled up instead of emptied out, so there's an indication that there's an indication here. I want you to, I want you to see this that there is a definite attack upon the one thing that through other pandemics, other viruses, other crises have sustained this nation and that is the faith of this nation. The faith of this nation through crisis has seen us through. Have you forgotten? After 9-11, which comes up tomorrow. Have you forgotten? Senators, Democrats, House of Representatives, Republicans, and Democrats... Democrats and Republicans, senators, lawmakers, senators, uh, representatives, all together. Standing on the Capitol steps. What were they singing? God bless America. Yeah, that's a bit singing. What drove them to that? Then. And hey, what are we doing? Going back uh, years 19, what, 19 years oh my goodness going back 19 years folks do you realize that there are people who are alive right now who don't recall at all at all 911 I know exactly where we were. Jane and I had been living down on the farm for um, a few years. We'd come back from Florida, back to Louisiana. My mother had gotten ill. I remember exactly where I was. I was leaving out from the farm. I was uh, in the finance business. And I had the radio on, and all of a sudden, boom, that came on. Total shock. I was in my car, just leaving my home. My uh, our home. So what am I saying? They sang God bless America then. Nineteen years ago, but look how it's changed now. Churches do you, listen, I was I was pastoring a church I was pastoring, I was pastoring a church. Down in the um, in the in the woods, (laughs) we hadn't built our new church yet. You know, we hadn't built it yet. I was just new there uh, when all of this was going down, and it, (laughs) it was just amazing how churches were just full. My church was just full. If anything, it that is the catalyst that actually helped us build the church that we. the Lord eventually allowed me to build before I left that church, or actually before we parted ways. Most of you know that story. Yeah, churches were filling up. But now, in the midst of a pandemic that's not as deadly as some in the past, where churches were filling up, This one empties the churches. Could it be that there has been a diminishing then of people's faith, as I had just exemplified to you, in the Almighty? After all, we do live in a society right now where uh, you have... I think it was seventy-two percent. No, 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 it's not that. Not that high. It was uh, sixty-two. It was sixty-two percent, which is still high. It's still very high. Sixty-two percent of American children in this country, for the first time, it's over fifty percent, and they're saying that it's right around sixty-two percent of American children who are in the age bracket of seven in the ten-year gap of seven to seventeen. And I don't know what it is about that, how they how they come to that, but formulate that. But it's a a statistic that's out there. I'll in fact I'll post it. We'll get it posted on the website c.l.brianshow.com. See it v.c.l.brianshow.com. It says that in that age bracket seven to seventeen, you have for the first time in America a, a a group of young people who have not been in a church. Are you hearing me? They haven't been in ever. They have never, never not for anything, they have been in a church. When I was coming along, even the worst kids have been to church. You know, if you want to call them, if you want to call them the worst kids, even they had been to church. My mother uh, sometimes bless her heart, was the lady who brought them to church. (laughs) Oh, boy. Me and my friends, you know. But we were there, and we behaved. Because we better. Not so now, folks. Churches are empty in the midst of crisis and chaos. And that means something because there is a redefinition of who we are as Americans going on. Um, Big cities opening up. Coronavirus going away. NFL kicking off. Big losers, college football. Which means this year, it seems I'm going to be a big loser too because I love, love, love college football. Except I always watched it late at night because that was the deal. Guys, it's, it, and, and this is the time where you can modify your passions for sports. Okay. This was the time of the year that me and the wife made. In agreement, I could watch all the football I wanted late at night. <laughs> DVR, they made it just for me. And you wives out there will do your husbands and boyfriends and significant others a favor if you'll just tell their friends and your kids and whoever. On Saturdays and Sundays, please don't send any scores. In fact, she basically she would confiscate my phone. She'd know who was calling me, and uh, if I needed to talk to it. Yeah, I know some of you guys either just dropped dead. No, I had not. I, didn't, I wouldn't. I had not. Y'all, some of y'all guide your, guard your phones like it's, I don't know. a a gold brick or something. I never had to do that. Yeah. So, wake up, America. There are things that um, we uh, are seeing happening that gives us hope. Gives us uh, that things will have open up. Even Halloween in um, let's see, Los Angeles. Even in Los Angeles, uh, county health officials have walked back Halloween restrictions, rules just a day after issuing issuing the orders. That would have restricted trick-or-treat. Now we're getting down to the nit, the grit, and the grub. We're getting down to people who actually control the, company, the the country. Do you know who they are? Oh, you may think it's the big tech companies and all that. Oh, it, it, it is uh, in, in, in many ways.
2: I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Our number two C.L. Bryant show daily right here over the Talk Monster Red State Talk radio throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of America, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And of course we're broadcast around the world. And I want to thank the terrestrial stations around the, the country who in fact uh, do us in replay. And if you um, want the show on terrestrial in your city, uh, you just call that local station. We'll be very happy uh, to feed it in uh, to them. And Hey, uh, um. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. Uh, so get in touch with me at the website, VCL Brian Show. You can go to Red State, Red State Talk uh, Radio, and get in touch with us there. Any of you uh, wanting to engage with uh, the 5 million of us on Facebook uh, with uh, FreedomWorks, Works. Uh, go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org. And of course you can follow me on my um person on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, and um and also on Twitter at Rev, at Rev, C.L. Bryant, at C.L. Bryant on Facebook. Follow the public page. Hey folks, um it's uh, I, I had intended to have um Corey Lewandowski on with us uh today. Corey's a regular on the show. And of course we're all being mobilized now, all hands on deck. In fact, I'll be taking off uh tomorrow for my assignment, and so there are things I'm having to uh cancel too. And he had to he had to cancel out on me today, but we'll get him back on uh sometime maybe next week um but i'm not sure what my schedule is going to be live for next week but i wanted to talk about with cory this idea of self-sabotage because Americans seem to be shooting ourselves in the foot. That's exactly what's happening with the pulling down of statues and the burning down of businesses and the uh, looting and, and rioting in the streets. It, it, it's it's a form of self-sabotage. I'm telling you it is. Why? What causes that? Well, you know, I have a friend. Uh, her name is Dr. Marlene McMillan. And she's on, on the show all the time. And if you have the C.L. Bryan Show app, be sure to listen to some of her interviews. Oh, I will truthfully say I'm one of her, I am one of her. I am one of her disciples. She would say that she's one, one of mine, but I am one of her disciples. And she, she's written a book about 31 causes of poverty. And one that is unlikely, but is happening to America right now in front of us as we watch it happen. And that's what really gets me about this whole thing is that we have, we have watched this occur. You see the kid playing over by the, the deep end of the pool or even the shallow end of the pool. You see him doing that. You got to get up and go pull him back. They don't know any better sometimes. In fact, they don't know any better. You do. You have to act. I believe that what is happening is happening so much in front of your eyes that it's just like watching yourself. Standing near the deep end of the pool, knowing you can't swim. And you've been drinking. Self-sabotage is imminent. That's what's happening, America. What causes it? Self-sabotage is usually the result of an improper, a twisted view of oneself. What, what's guilt? Uh, and And destructive you know which leads to destructive behavior and 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 a America, the white guilt thing that's being passed around, it gives way to the avenue for destructive behavior self sabotage when you when you tear down a nation like America. When you try to dismantle cities like Seattle, Portland, are you kidding me? These are these are great cities. When you burn down areas in Washington, D.C. that were just, you know, really pristine places like Georgetown. Georgetown had been ravaged when I was in D.C. Uh, three weeks ago. It was ravaged. Why? Self-sabotage. Something tells us that, you know, we're just so guilty, we're beyond redemption. That is antithetical to the the Judeo-Christian principle that the nation is founded upon. It's all about redemption. It's all about, it doesn't matter who your father was or where you come from. You know, I I tell everybody, I come from a, a line of illiterate men who drank. Yes. But they made it their business to make sure that their children were very literate, very educated. They made it their business, but... There's one stipulation to it, at least with my dad. He made me carry on the tradition of using my initials as a name, even though my name is Cleon Lewis, uh, using my initials, CL, as my name so that it's a constant reminder of just what humble beginnings I came from and we had. So I'm not going to sabotage the legacy that my father has given to me because it was so humble. But ours, America, is so great, huge, that for some reason there are people wanting you, especially, hey, Caucasians, white folks, they're wanting you to feel bad about that. Why? Whatever we have gone through, whether it was good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever it is, it has led us to a place where we live. In the most prosperous nation on earth. Let's refine our behaviors, not tear it down, not burn it down, not tear it down, not burn it down. It's, it's ridiculous, pathetic. It's nuts. Can't do that. Why cut you okay, so you don't like the color of your eyes, so you cut off your nose. What? What? Have you ever had a toe ache? A toe ache. I mean, I mean has as have you ever had on a, a a shoe that was pinching your toe? Now, when it comes to the overall body, you may say that the toe is one of the least Members of your body, the little toe in particular, you may say that you can you may say yeah, I can do it I can even do it that little pinky toe whatever, but you let little pinky toe get cramped up in a shoe that's a size too small, and you will understand just how important every part of your body is because it's not your knee that's hurting. It's not your back, not your head that's hurting, but I promise you, if that pinky toe is hurting, it will make you cry. (laughs) I'm telling you the truth. So what am I getting at? I'm getting at the fact that whatever has occurred in this country, large, small, good, bad, it all works together on the American body. And right now, truly you do have irritations and pinchings and discomfort in regions that should be. Insignificant because there should be a, a good fit for what's happening on the streets of America. We shouldn't be cramped like this. We shouldn't be confined like this. This is self-sabotage. From the very moment that the economy was shut down, we were experiencing The principles of self sabotage. Those who believe they do not deserve success will, hey, subsequently derail any opportunity for achievement. And that is exactly what you are seeing you are seeing uh, a people coming about in this country who don't believe they deserve to be successful yeah they they don't believe they deserve to have success and so what do they do well it just programs them that it naturally programs them to derail anything that can come good to them because they push it away is something that they're not worthy of. And they teach, our te- that's what they teach your young people in school. Now, this is the paradox. This is the strangest thing about it. Your Young people want, our young people want the good life, right? They want stuff. But, They feel that if if everybody doesn't have the same stuff, something's wrong with that. But guess what? If you give any one of them something that somebody else doesn't have that they want themselves, they'll take it. Even though they have bought into the socialist idea that everybody ought to have the same stuff, they will take the exceptional stuff if you give it to them. Oh, yeah. With their, and, and, and that boils down to hypocrisy, which is at the absolute root and core of self-sabotage. Hypocrisy. I do everything I can to be a, a straight shooter with whoever it is. Life's just too short to be remembering a lie. So just tell the truth. Just, just put it out there, and you know, let them know. And my, the my theory on it is it's worked for me. I'm telling you, it has. I'm 64 years old. It's worked for me in every facet. The Lord has caused it to prosper. Just just tell, just, tell, just tell the truth. I mean, you know, people are, you're worried about whether people are going to like if you tell them the truth? Huh? No, just tell them the truth. It's just too hard to remember, to live remembering a lie that you told somebody. Just tell them the truth. And if you're not going to tell them the truth, don't tell them anything. You know, hey, I can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah as simple as that, and that's the truth you can't you can't talk about it because if you talk about it, you'd have to lie to them because you can't tell them the truth, so you can't talk about it. Those are the building blocks of self-esteem and folks, listen, I want you to know something america yourself your american self-esteem is what's being challenged, but understand it is called self esteem yeah, yeah how have we lost sight of that there is no evidence there is no there is no heavier burden than great potential you know who said that linus the piano playing blanket needing Peanuts character. These words are truly profound. And America, this is the burden that somehow you are trying to put down, but is the burden that keeps you strong, keeps you well-muscled and worked out, keeps you going, keeps you vibrant, virile, keeps you that way. America, and that is having the burden. It drives every great man. It is, that's having the burden of great potential. Knowing that you have not arrived anywhere until you arrive in the kingdom of God. Having the burden of that potential is the greatest thing. There's no heavier burden. And so, what's the solution? The cause of self-sabotage is is a result of an improper view of oneself that leads to guilt and destructive behavior. That's what's happening in America today. And you're going to see it more and more as we go toward the election, except it's going to morph into something different. Mark my word. How do we get around? How do we get away from it? How do we heal, physician? How do you? How, how do? You, how, how do you heal yourself? Hey, the greatest insurance against self sabotage is to take care of your thought life. Learn to deal with your personal twistedness and embrace the powerful concepts of this one word that's very important. Forgiveness. If we uh didn't need forgiveness then Christ did not need to to die in fact uh, you don't never you, you never forgive anyone who doesn't need it do you huh That's that's foolish people who don't need forgiveness can't be forgiven because they haven't transgressed anything, they haven't done anything but when you realize that we all have every one of us in our own way and I know we all have our our pet peeves and we all like to uh, put certain things on pedestals and kick certain things down and all that kind of thing, We, we do that, it's human nature it happens But um, the most powerful concept, America, to heal ourselves, is to move on from the past. And in moving on from the past, forgiveness becomes almost automatic because you moved on from it. I'm going to talk a little bit about it when I come back. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. There's a mindset that we're going to have to embrace as we move forward. Be right back. America being held captive to her personal vices and wanting to punish her past. And friends, I got to tell you something, there is no future in punishing your past. Punishing yourself for your past. There's there's no future in that. But see, what what, what keeps us captive and what keeps us on the path to self-sabotage, and America, that's where we are. We're putting a pedal to the metal quickly on this and hey 54 days uh left over the low 50 days we're making blitz now to make sure that we can keep uh in place the president of the united states uh so that and certainly we need to we need to oust i think pelosi's ouster is uh coming i have a real talk uh coming up real soon if you follow me on twitter at rev cl bryant you have seen uh, my real talks out there. And uh, of course, go to FreedomWorks uh, Facebook, FreedomWorks Facebook page, non uh, nonprofit, and uh, click on their videos. And you'll see quite a few of my uh, videos. Some of them have just been huge. Um, so without understanding, my friends, without understanding of what to do with your personal vices, America... Your, your your sorrow and your failings, it will cause you to eventually self-sabotage yourself because you haven't forgiven you. And so if you're white, that's what they want to use that against you is white guilt. I don't see why you would have any problem because, listen. There's nothing that I can do about something my father did to yours. And surely my father didn't do anything to you. So why should I pay you? Why should I, his son, pay you? Huh? If his daddy was, if my, if, if uh, my daddy was around, he may owe you something. But he's not. And there is Nothing that I am liable for as far as his actions are concerned. But because of, you know, the uh, self-sabotage mission that uh, the socialists, Democrats, have this country on, they want you to be powerless to rebuild your self-esteem. They want America to see herself degraded. You should hate everything about that. Everything is about redemption. Everything is about a new start. But for the grace of God, y'all, but for the grace of God, You see the worst bum on the street. There go I. You too. Whether you want to admit it or not. You too. And so. Self-sabotage comes from the heart. And the antidote for it is found in dealing with the issues that scripture tells you. It comes from the issues of the heart. flow the issues of life out of the heart flow the issues of life that's why these uh, self development teachers talk about the inner game of wealth it starts inside in fact everything that you possibly see around you started with a thought yeah God thought he'd say let there be before he said it. And then he saw what he said. It's all interconnected. But poverty comes from this. And you're seeing this too because Democrats play this game. Self-sabotage is when we say we want something And then go about making sure it never happens. That's from Alice Cornyn, Selby. How many times have you done that to yourself? How many times have you seen it done to you? How many times have you seen people do it to themselves? There is a certain spirit that uh, is coming into this country. and It's a spirit of poverty. It is a spirit. When you hear them telling you that everybody's going to have equal housing and all that kind of thing, let me tell you what equal, housing's e- equal housing equals. Can I tell you what equal housing equals? Equal housing equals slums for everybody. I have ministered in Cabrini Green. I have ministered on the streets of, of Skid Row in L.A. My wife and I started a ministry down there. Way back. I mean, it was way back in the late, 80, late 80s. Well, no. Yeah, late. Yeah, no, it was early, late 70s. Early 80s. We were preaching and handing out gospel tracts Down on Skid Row, we had our two older girls with us down there. People thought we were nuts out there doing that. You know, But we did, prayed with people and all of that. And that was poverty down there. And we saw that all of them lived alike. When we went to the tenement and the rooming houses down on Fifth Street, downtown in Skid Row, you know, and talked to women who were there, scared to death they were of being assaulted and all that kind of thing. Uh, There was this, there was just this smell of poverty and it smells the same in Brazil. It smells the same in the Middle East. It's poverty smells the same. I don't care if you're in Canada, you can be in new Orleans or Los Angeles. Poverty smells the same in New York city. as It does in Philadelphia, Florida smells the same. And that smell is beginning to rise up into the nostrils of those of us who have smelt it before. And it comes from a mindset. And friends, I am saying to you that if we uh, allow ourselves to fall into that mindset, it manifests, we're lost, but we have to recognize how it manifests itself in these ways and this is again dr mcmillan's book here a mindset of poverty following ways is how it it becomes to be seeing oneself as poor that's something you know what that is something you you i don't i don't think you could if i put on a viewmaster one of those movie things you can put on now and watch things that you're right there in the thing yourself. If I put on one of those and they were running a film about me being poor, I would cut it. I would take it off immediately because I never want a thought in my head about my being poor. I believe only of being above and never beneath the head and not the tail. Before and not after. Preferred and not unpreferred. Favored by God. That is the way I live my life. And so many things that seem unlikely turn out to be the greatest of blessings because they come at the right time and you allow that into your life to enrich you, not to make you, not, not to uh, uh, bring you harm or or whatever men even when you uh have bring women into your life they're they're to come in to bless you okay there'll be a blessing you have to see what that's about so you have a mindset of prosperity instead of poverty america uh, that's not what they're trying to teach you now they want you to see yourself as poor the question is not whether or not i can get you out of poverty but can i get poverty out of you huh once it's there in your head poor once listen once poor pitiful me takes root in your brain it's going to take Dr Frankenstein baby i'm i'm telling you <laughs> He's gonna have to do it. You got to root it out. It's a lie. Yeah, that's what's gonna have to happen. And remaining behind on things, being unable to take care of things, obtaining good stuff and then ruining them, messing them up not having respect for what you earned and what you were able to accomplish, not having respect for it. All of a sudden, uh, you had some nice stuff. What what happened to all that nice stuff you had? Focusing on price instead of value. Yeah. The value of what they are trying to do to us has a price tag that seems sexy to... Well, heck, it seems sexy. Everybody on Capitol Hill, let's just face it, all of them are spending your money, my money, our money, like they are absolutely on a rock and roll excursion to Rio. it is it, it, I mean, it they are they are blowing and going bernie sanders and ocasio cortez put together their love child could not have spent as much money as we have spent in this country in the last 6 months focusing on price on on on, on what You're gonna have to spend instead of the value of what you're actually doing. It reminds you that spirit of poverty of what you cannot afford. What you cannot do, what you cannot have. Yeah. Oh, that's out of my reach. Once you have the spirit of can't in you America once you allow them to successfully plant that spirit of can't in you you gotta remember that can't never did nothing I don't know if that was proper grammar or not but I know can't never did a thing and Once you start believing I can't uh, afford this, I cannot do this, cannot have that, it diminishes your self-worth, actually, and makes you think your current temporary circumstance almost has to be permanent. Once you're locked in that cage, believe me, can't throws away the key. America, that's where they're trying to take you to an abysmal place. They are taking you to the precipice of the abyss. You're peering into it as you as we speak. We're talking 50 days of uh, yay or nay, up or down. The thumb is going to go up or down. Huh? You see the president all the time, thumbs up. In fact, he has all of us doing it. Yeah. Everyone associated with the campaign will give you a thumbs up. And and, and folks, the mindset of poverty does have a solution. I, I am blessed to be around And watch and listen to be mentored by people who have been successful in business. I'm not nearly as successful as they are. Um, I'm working toward that by applying things that you learn from people who have wealth. That's in fact, you should prepare yourself in, in, in any way that you possibly can, uh, to find yourself. I did this year. Oh, go back 35, nearly 40 years. I made it my business to be around successful people. And what that leads to is more successful, more successful, more successful people. What you find as the solution to that spirit of poverty, when you place yourself around people with uh, upwardly mobile thoughts, you'll find that wealthy people approach problems differently than poor people. And it's evidenced by the questions they ask themselves. I've watched this. I've watched this firsthand. And and the poor are more likely to say, I can't afford that. Poor people, poor, poor persons more likely to say that. I can't afford that. The wealthy ask. What must I do to afford that? Oh, hey. That's a whole different approach. One way you just slam the door in your mind to any avenue that could take you to what you want. Because you said. Remember what I'm telling you. I operate off the principle of saying, of seeing what I say and saying what I see. Having what I said. It works in reverse as well. You won't have the things that you close off with your mouth. The power of life and death, America. Scripture will tell you that. I'll tell you that is in your tongue the wealthy approach problems as far as having and having not differently than poor people because they ask different questions they say different things the poor more than likely will say I can't afford that I can't afford that, man, I can't afford that, the door slammed. Those who would be wealthy, those who would be prosperous and successful, won't say that, they will ask, what must I do to afford that? You can take that all the way to scripture. Wealthy people, even back in the day, will come and ask that question. The rich young ruler, what do you ask? What must I, what must I do to inherit all of that eternal life that you're talking about? What must I do to do it? That was the question that a wealthy person is going to ask. I just need to know what do I need to go about? What do I need to put in place to do it? Nicodemus, the night seeker. What did he ask? Jesus, what must I do to be saved? I can't never be saved. Ah, oh, man, I can't never have eternal life. We'll talk more about it on the other side. I'll be right back. I'm CL.
0: You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth saving. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So
2: you by. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn.
1: Best I can
0: always let the heaven and, and for the
1: flag I stand. Home stretch of the C L Bryant show today. Hey, I'm coming to a city near you probably real soon. All of my friends there on the border of North and South Carolina, see you tomorrow. Uh, Well, no, I'll see you Saturday night. I'll be in there uh, tomorrow night. I'll be flying in tomorrow night. Uh, Looking forward to seeing all of my friends there. Huge gala that is going on uh, there. Uh, Certainly, uh, we'll have it up on the website, and certainly you can go. Um, you'll be able to go to um, C.L. Bryant web. In fact, I'll follow me on Twitter at Rev Bryant. I think it's already up there on the Twitter page. I'm not sure. It's, it may be up on the Facebook page too, um, but uh, the gala is there. Get your tickets. Come on down, and uh, we're going to have a blowout time at the Lincoln-Reagan-Trump Gala there in uh, on the border of North and South Carolina. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place it uh, is that we're going to be. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it here in just a moment. Before we close the show, I'm going to tell you exactly where uh, all of that is, where we can all meet and greet there on the borders of um, North and South Carolina on Saturday, Saturday evening, Saturday night. It is going to be the, here it is right here. Here is going to be the Lincoln-Reagan-Trump Fundraising Gala Saturday, September the 12th. And uh, all of you call Jan Stewart. Jan Stewart, if you're in that area, or Anita Koch. And um, Jan's number is 828-894-8225. And uh, Anita Coke's number is 828-817-5151. If you're in the area, be sure to give them a call. We will be at uh, the Polk County, North Carolina Republican Party uh, fundraiser. I'll be the keynote speaker there. It is on Campobello. It's in um, South Carolina. Campobello, South Carolina. Spiegel Farm, Spiegel Farm, and I'm telling you, it looks like a very grand, grand place. Come on out and be a part of it. I'll be posting that. Um, I'll be there September 12th. Uh, That will be the anniversary of the historic March on Washington back in 2009, where I spoke to 1.5 million folks out there. I mean, they were from the Capitol all the way back to the White House, which is a a full mile, sea of people shoulder to shoulder. We shut the city down. We shut down the the freeway systems there in uh, Washington, D.C. that day. The news media began to be fake news even then because they never reported that that had never, ever happened in Washington, D.C. before. So, Come on out, celebrate with us uh, uh, what has uh, transpired and how God has blessed this land from sea to shining sea. Um, Now, back to what we were talking about. Um, Back to what we were talking about. It is all in the way you approach it. And, of course, that will determine just how it's going to go for you. Now, do bad things happen to people who are trying to do the right thing? Of course it does. Life happens to the range on the just and the unjust. Okay, you don't. I'm not telling you that uh, your, all your problems are solved and uh, everything goes away. I'm just saying that in the course of things with the right attitude, things work out much differently than they would especially when you think about the questions that are asked by poor people and that this ask uh, the statements and the questions that are made by poor people and those that are made by the wealthy Uh a poor person will say I can't afford that someone who would be wealthy Will say, What must I do to afford that? I was pointing out to you that the rich young ruler in, in scripture, he asked, What must I do? What 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 do I need to do? He didn't say, Hey man, I can't never inherit eternal life. He never said he never said that. He said, well, What do I need to do to do it? Because that's what I'm going to do. But Jesus told him something that he he wasn't going to be able to do because You see, he was wrapped up in the wealth. He had he had done. He had asked the right questions. Uh, What what do I need to have uh, uh, a fleet, a herd of camels? He had he had asked that question. What one time, and lo and behold, he did what was necessary. And all of a sudden, he had uh, camels. And before you know it, he had more camels. Huh? So he came to Jesus asking the same question: What this eternal life thing? I want to know what must I do to have that. Nicodemus said the same thing Uh, there in in the garden that night. uh, Good master, uh, master, what what must I do to be saved? Jesus told him something that he was simple, profound. But Nicodemus went away perplexed. He said, hey, man, you you, got to be born again. Both times Jesus told him something they couldn't do themselves you you must be born again and so it is a thought process it's a mindset it's a faith proposition all of it is the journey here on this earth is that way if you say you can't afford it then you 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 can't you won't you won't ever afford it if you ask the question the right question what must i do to afford this you'll find yourself seeing ways to go, to do it. Listen, the Lord has blessed me in ways that I could never have done myself. And that's why I trust him in all things, everything. Things that uh, even people who are close to me say, hey, uh, you know, be careful. No, Uh, steps are ordered by God. I'm. I, what, what does uh, Tom Selleck say on uh, that commercial that comes on at late night? Of course, that's about the time of watching television late night. So he may come on all during the day, for all I know. But he says, "Hey, this ain't my first rodeo," <laughs> and I wouldn't be here if I thought for one minute I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, whatever it is you see me doing or hear about me doing or whoever I might be around or with, I wouldn't be doing that if I didn't know that this is the right thing to be doing for me. Listen, it may not be the right thing for you, but I can't worry about that, can I? What must I do to have what God wants for me the solution, the focus, is this: How do you change all of that? How do you how do you switch it up and and turn your life around? It can It can it can happen. You have to focus on possibilities, opportunities, and you always have to look for why things people circumstances are being what they are because in those po- in in therein lies the possibilities and the opportunities challenge yourself to overcome the odds that you never thought you could all of us now americans have to dig much Deeper than we have been, especially you conservatives. All of us who are Republicans, conservatives, we we lived our lives. We went and we raised our families. We tried to make money, you know, and and live our lives. Right? We we weren't into being activists and all that kind of thing, marching in the street, and you know, just, that wasn't that wasn't the conservative lifestyle. But we had better learn. How to make noise. It is in this world, and it probably has been all the time, that squeaky wheel that gets the oil. So challenge yourself to overcome odds that you never thought you could. Cultivate America. America, we must cultivate an optimistic, willing, engaged. Learning spirit, mobilize now, mobilize, mobilize, educate, build, go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org, largest grassroots organization in the nation, 6 million, we boast uh, throughout the nation, 5 million on Facebook, go check it out, Uh, become a part of a movement, a movement. That is there, as I was saying, to mobilize, educate, and build the largest grassroots network throughout America. And we actually did start a um, Tea Party grassroots organization in Tel Aviv. Yeah, we called it was a Tea Party, Tea Party in Tel Aviv, uh, and for and prayers still for Lee Lamson, prayers for Lee Lamson uh Saint Lucie Saint Port Port St. Lucie um head chairman there. But um we called it kosher tea in Tel Aviv when we kicked off that tea party down there Lee. And so um folks, things that you never thought could occur you'll find that there is a thirst for liberty and freedom all over the world. Right now I feel like busting loose because it needs to. It needs to bust loose again in America because the word Nazis, the the word police are out. And there are certain things that um we were talking about it yesterday with or day before, whenever it was, with Mike Woods. The word Nazis are out on college campuses, even in your church. They are in your church. There are certain things that um, congregants are cringing when pastors say them and then going to him. I have pastor friends coming to me now talking about this dilemma that they're in. And see, oh, you know, you know, we're not like like you, you know, um, can just walk away from churches and 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 so forth the way you did, you know, you did that. No, it was a faith proposition. I, you know, I had a wife and and two children, three children, still at home when I did that. So buck up, men, for the journey that's in front of us. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I ask his traveling grace as I head out on various journeys. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. My heartfelt desires that God will bless and keep you all. Oh, mm-hmm.